Shop all things Cherry Johnson at therealcherry.com. Cherry's World is brought to you by Less Is More Events. Get live. Welcome to Cherry's World. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome to Cherry's World. Today, we are going to be talking about a disease that affects over 200,000 Americans every year. We're going to be talking about multiple sclerosis, and the man who is here to talk to us today is a personal development coach, I mean, who doesn't need one of those, um, has dedicated this chapter of his life to help people with multiple sclerosis. So without further ado, welcome Mr. Rob Robert. This is Cherry's World. Hey, if you're listening to Cherry's World Podcast on Apple Podcasts and iTunes, please give us a five star. Let us know what you think. Leave us a review. I want to hear from you. Thank you. Would you like to advertise on Cherry's World and have your product placed on Cherry's social media for the world to see? Email us now at cherriesworldpodcast at gmail.com for low introductory rates. Cherry's World Podcast. Get heard. Welcome to Cherry's World. Shop all things Cherry Johnson at therealcherry.com. I've already done your intro. Let's just run into it. Okay. okay. So, Rob, can you tell me, personal development coach? Yes. It sounds like something that I need, but I'm not exactly (laughs) sure what you do. Can you explain that to me? Yes, yes. As a personal development coach, it's more of a mind, body, and spirit development. A lot of times we focus just on the cognitive or just on the physical or maybe just on the spiritual. But when you understand that you have to be harmonious, you have to have mind, body, and spirit, when you're all in alignment, now you're finally in a harmonious state, which allows you to live peace within yourself. Therefore, you have peace with other people. I never thought, and is this something that you would say that you should introduce to children? Yes, at a very young age. And I like the way you said that because it actually starts off when we're younger. We develop these certain thoughts when we're younger in our subconscious mind, and it carries off into us as adults, and it actually affects us a lot of times in a negative way. Wow. As parents, Courtney and I are both parents. You're a parent, too. What are some things that you do with your children that most parents might just overlook? Well, a lot of times as adults, we look at ourselves in the certain relationships that we have with our friends or our quote-unquote enemies, and we wonder why we're in the place that we're in. And when you do that, you actually have to take a step back and walk backward into your past to find out, why am I acting this way and why do I feel this way? So we understand that our current destiny is determined by the choices that we made, which is determined by the decisions and the actions that we chose, which was based upon the attitude, mood, and behavior that we were currently in based upon the way we felt, our feelings. So we find out, well, where does our feelings come from? Well, that comes from our thought process. So you say to yourself, well, why do I have this thought in my mind? And that right there is because of your subconscious mind. 
And that right there starts off when you're younger. The way the picture that you painted of yourself, that certain situation that happened when you were younger, it actually gets almost like the jackhammer effect. It gets compiled time and time again. It gets reinforced that negative image per se that we paint of ourselves, which affects us in our later life. So as you said, if we can attack this while we're younger, we can now have better personal development, which includes, you know, it just increases peace within ourselves, and ultimately we attract that good peace and that good energy with others. Wow. What what are like five things that parents should teach their kids to do to keep their yes. energy? Well, a lot of times as adults, we find out that we have anxiety in certain areas. And if we look deep within our own past, we'll find out the actual origin of where that anxiety developed. So, for example, one of my patients has a huge anxiety with bugs, something about bugs, not knowing that she actually lived in a bug-filled home when she was younger. She couldn't really remember that, but she remembers her mom and dad trying to stomp the bugs, stomp the roaches, per se. And for some reason, she just doesn't know why she has this phobia and this fear of bugs. Same thing with personal relationships. Some people feel like they're being overpowering or demanding. Well, let's look back and say, why do we feel that way? Which parent of yours, because we always date or marry someone who is similar to a parent that we had, which one of them is a little bit overbearing or demanding? Is it your mom? Is it your dad? Which characteristic did you grow up seeing in your subconscious mind, which then transfers over into your thoughts, and then the way you feel about certain things, which then dictates your mood, attitude, and behavior, and the actions that you take in your current relationships, which, you know, you know, it actually affects your decision making. So, and it ultimately affects your destiny. So you wonder why, why did I end up with this guy? Why did I end up with this girl? And then you have to trace it all the way back to the beginning and say, wow, there it is. Man, that's so true. Everything you're saying, that's so true. Absolutely. And it's stuff that you don't feel like I'm in my 40s now. Yes. You know, and I think it took me until I got to my 40s to figure out my deep-rooted issues and where they yes. come from. So wow. if somebody is looking to, like, hire you, how do they find you? How much does a personal development coach cost? Well, it does vary depending on the situation. And if you want to find me, it's at www.neverstumble.com. And I also have an office phone number, which is 804 505 5404, where you could just text me directly on that office phone number and we could de develop some sessions from there. And to say that a lot of us say in certain communities don't get personal development coaching, mm. it is true. We have the stigma to say, oh no, I'm not going to see one of those guys, when in reality, we all need assistance. And until we can kind of let go of this pridefulness that we kind of have a habit of holding on, I'm tough, I can fight through it. Well, look at what you've been doing right now hasn't been working, obviously. So now it's time to do something different. Nothing changes unless we do something different. And it all starts with the renewing of our mind. We have to renew our mind and now we'll develop a different perspective. I like what you, you touched on it earlier, but I saw a quote on your Instagram page where you said, change the channel. Can you elaborate? Yes, yes, yes. Uh, change the channel is a concept and a theory that I've been working on for years now. And what I try to do is, let's just say, for example, uh, we're driving down the street. Have you ever had it where we were driving down the street and someone cut us off and we had a slam on our brakes and maybe they yelled at us, they cursed at us, they stuck up the middle finger? That tends to ruin people's day. You know, by the time you go into work or you go into your meeting or you go into your audition, you're not in the right state of mind. And then it's almost like a ripple effect. You know, it's like the loss of polarity, you know, hot versus cold. Once that stone goes into that water, it causes that ripple and now it ruined our day. So we changed the channel it's now time for us to look at things in a different perspective, okay? It's time for us to now understand 
wonder if his wife was pregnant and going into active labor right then and there. Maybe that's why he was rushing. Maybe that's why he cut me off. And instead of me getting upset that he yelled at me, I'm now going to pray for him. I'm now going to wish him well and hope that he gets to his destination safely. So now the person sitting next to you is going to say, wait a minute, that guy cut you off. Why are you so excited? Why are you so happy and still in, in, in a good state of mind? Well, the reason why is because we changed the channel. We changed the frequency that we were on to something positive, not allowing that potential negativity to bother us. Wow, that's, that's major. I don't want to change the subject on personal development, but it's so important to what you're doing now in the new chapter in your life. Um, you. Let's touch on multiple sclerosis. Yes. I know that you know personally, but a lot of people don't know. Um, multiple sclerosis is close to my heart. Two people that I love tremendously have been diagnosed with them. It's very close and it's, it's hard. So can you tell us a little bit about your journey? And Yes, I will. And, and I do definitely send prayers to those, uh, to those individuals. And um, yeah, multiple sclerosis for a lot of people who don't know, it's, um, it's a chronic illness. It affects your nerves, your brain, your spinal cord, your muscle movement, your motor movement. It affects your speech. It affects the way that you go to bathroom. Um, one day you could be absolutely fine. The next day you can wake up and you won't have any feeling from the waist down and you can be paralyzed for the rest of your life. So um, science and you know, technology still hasn't caught up. No one knows exactly what causes it, but we do know that over 1 million people in the United States and over 2.3 million people worldwide have multiple sclerosis and more. So with that, um, my wife, you know, she was actually um, a great athlete. Uh, 2005, uh, I, I met her. Uh, it was absolutely amazing. Um, we were biking, hiking, playing basketball, just the time of our life. And on our honeymoon, out of all times, on our honeymoon, the day after we got married, my wife stopped talking to me. And immediately I said, wow, you're not talking to me. That's, this is strange. You know, we're in Walt Disney World. We're having a good time. And she just stopped. So I'm thinking to myself, you know, in your mind, wow, as soon as we got a ring on it, <laughs> you change. You know, I didn't know that she was having a medical emergency right there immediately, an active medical emergency. She couldn't really speak that well. She lost her balance. She um, had, a, had a seat, almost fell to the ground, and she was shaking. It was very scary. Um, I took her to the emergency room, and doctor said, we don't know what it is. Sorry, uh, we can't do anything for you. So at the time, we were living in North Carolina. I'm originally from upstate New York, but at the time, we were living in North Carolina, and we finally went to a neurologist, and the neurologist had told us that, uh, we're sorry, your wife, she has multiple sclerosis. Wow, what a way. Are you born with MS? I, I heard of it, but I don't know too much about it. Are you born with it, and it or, or, or does it develop over time? Exactly. Right now, no one knows for sure. Some people think that it could be a trace. Some people say it's developed over time. Some people say it's uh, through exterior uh, things such as pollution or food or genetics. No one actually knows right now. And uh, that's a really good question because right now, neurologists, they still don't know. Yeah, they say it could be brought on by heavy metals as far as yeah. vaccines. It That's could right. be on things like the flu shot. And, um, and believe it or not, you're 100% right. Um, there's nothing good about that flu shot whatsoever. Um, you know, and I spoke to several doctors and they told me the same thing. And they told me that that actually increases your chances of getting multiple sclerosis. Did she happen to have the flu shot? Unfortunately, she did have a vaccine though. Um, and... Uh, yeah, it was, uh, it's, it's not good. Because, that's, you know, when you, when you look at the ingredients that's in there, you know, half of them have calf's blood and all this other. 
you don't know what's in there, you know? <laughs> so it's, it's, it's really not good. It's not healthy for anyone. Titanium. What about Thank you. the kids that's in school and they tell them, I'm not for sure if flu shot is one of them, but I know for school, they tell them that they got to get these certain, you know. Those are the shots that I'm talking about. Yeah. So imagine someone telling you that you have to put some poison into your child's body. You mm -hmm. have to put some metal, some animal blood, something into your child's body. No, no. I mean, it's up to us if we want to sit there and say to yourself, yeah, here, just here's my child's arm, you know. Aborted fetus. Um, Thank you. Exactly. You're 100% right. And we don't know what's in there. We don't know what's in there, but we're willing to just sacrifice a child's arm because someone wearing a white coat told us to. And that's not good. Your child's looking at you wondering why. The problem with vaccines is, is we really don't know what it will do to you for 10 years. It Thank takes you. 10 years to Thank go you. through trials of a vaccine to see how it's going to affect you. Thank you. So imagine doing a rush job and you're rushing something that's going to stay in your cell, stay wow. in your bloodstream, circulate through your heart, circulate mm -hmm. through your brain. How does it interact with, uh, you know, with different parts of your body, through your neurological system, through your body? You know, it, it's impossible to tell. So to have tests and someone say it did this, who's saying it did that? You know, someone who wants to sell you the product. So you don't know for sure. Mm -hmm. What a lot of people don't realize, and I don't know the correct figures, but I will find out before Courtney edits this episode. Doctors are paid when they vaccinate people. And yes. if children are half vaccinated, they get one fee, but they get even more when children go through and they get all the vaccinations. Now, I am not a doctor. I am not saying that vaccines are bad. But what I am saying is they need to be tested more. And there's no reason for a lot of the, the ingredients that are in there to be in there. Yeah, and I like what you said too, though. I mean, think about it. If you go to a corner store and you want to buy a hot ball, remember when you're little, those little candies, little, little tits, those single little candies, that was four or five cents just for the single candy, maybe two cents if you had a good corner store. So imagine a vaccine that someone's giving you and it's absolutely free and it's been on the shelf for I don't know how long and it's absolutely free. What's in there? If it's so scientific and it's going to help you so much, who do you know is going to give you anything that's free? Nobody. So and that's why that's why we talk about changing the channel. I want people to actually think outside of the box. You know, we have to look at things such as the Tuskegee experiments, such as other areas and say, let's think outside the box. Why are you trying to create this image in my mind that this thing is going to help me? Why? What is your motive? And that's why I want to encourage everyone. Whenever anyone speaks to you for any reason at any time, consider the source. Why are you telling me this? It's like a commercial. A commercial only comes on for one reason. And that is to persuade you to think a certain way, all right? So a television show, a news program, a report that comes out, oh, a report said, how do you know it said that, you know? So it's out there to persuade you to think a certain way. And instead of us getting programmed, we need to learn to change the frequency and say, hey, you know what? Let me think for myself from now on. Let me create for myself. Let me stop relying on this other source. Let me stop relying on this other person for my information. Absolutely, self-thinking. You know, it's actually amazing. I had the rare opportunity to work in every level of government, from local law enforcement to county to state to regional and federal. And the one thing I learned in there is just because you're wearing a badge doesn't mean that you're a good guy. And just because you're wearing handcuffs doesn't mean you're a bad guy. Yeah. All right. Imagine the poor guy who's sitting there wondering who God is 
and he's serving 25 years to life for a conspiracy charge, a crime that he never committed, but someone believes he did. You see what I'm saying? So who am I as a so-called Christian or a Jesus follower to judge this individual and say, hey, you're a piece of trash, you're a bad guy, when in reality, I'm no better than he is in any ways. But by the grace of God, through the own personal experiences, just like you, that I've been through, it taught me to not be judgmental, to not judge someone. Wow, you, you're talking about law enforcement. I'm sorry, Courtney. I just have to um, ask you, you know, my I have a sister who's a cop and a brother who's yeah. my uncle's a cop. I come from a cop family. I am afraid of cops. I've had my own run-in in South Carolina. I will never go to South Carolina again. They ain't even got to worry about me. But how do you feel being, you were an officer yourself or working for law enforcement on every level. How do you feel about what you see and what's going on and those bad apples. Yes, it's uh, very disheartening. And um, it's more than just bad apples. I hear everyone all the time say, oh, there's only a couple of them. Well, there's a lot more than a couple. And thank God for modern technology so we can actually see what's happening. Um, but yeah, what's happening right now, it's unfortunate because it's been, it, it, this has been happening. It's not anything new. I know for a lot of people who are not Black, they don't understand exactly what's going on. And, you know, they think that, you know, just a big explosion just happened. This has been built up for centuries. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? For centuries. From the first police actually being developed as slave catchers. You see what I'm saying? They were out there catching runaway slaves. That's it. And if you look at the 13th Amendment in the Constitution, that will tell you something right there. Okay? So slavery is abolished except for what? If you're charged with a crime. So, you know, we're still living off of that same Jim Crow theory. Now, there are some amazing law enforcement personnel out there who do a great job every single day. White, black, Latino. I mean, th these guys are awesome. These, these women are amazing. And they make our life better. Because think about it. After you call on God for help, what do you do? You don't call Ghostbusters. You call the police. You know, so you expect them to have that level of integrity, that level of professionalism. Um, so it, it, you're absolutely right. It's really unfortunate the fact that we do have these people who had these bias, this racist behavior. But I want you to think about what we talked about earlier. Where did they get this from? They didn't just wake up in the morning. You see what I'm saying? We're looking at why did they commit this particular action? Why? Because of the way they felt based upon their mood, attitude, and behavior, based upon what? Their thought process. And that is based upon what? Their subconscious. So who raised them up to believe what they believe and to feel like they're above someone else just because they're wearing a badge? Or who raised them up to be that racist or that prejudiced? Who raised them up? I'll tell you a quick story. I walked in Thomasville, North Carolina years ago. I was going to go visit my parents. They moved down from New York to North Carolina. And I wanted to surprise my mother and just get her a couple of dollars out of the bank. I walk in and I was immediately ID'd. Hey, sir, do you have a Bank of America card here? Sir, are you sure you bank here? So I showed him my card. They said, sir, let me see your driver's license. I said, no, thank you. That quick, I look outside, and this happened in 2006. A woman was outside taking my tag number down and recording my tag and looking through my vehicle with her hands cupped against the window. Wow. So I said, oh, okay. It's one of those kind of things. I finally looked in the bank, and I realized I was the only brown person in the room. You see what I'm saying? People were clutching their purse. They were standing five feet away. Now, they didn't know that I worked for North Carolina and I was on a fugitive unit. Okay, they didn't know that, that I had badge and all that stuff. But they just assumed that I was some kind of a gangster or hoodlum because I was black in that particular all-white area. So to make a long story short, I got approached by the uh, bank director. I never forget his name, Jamie Staple. I'll never forget him. He wrote me a nice little letter. 
he told me, he said, listen, I apologize for what happened earlier today, but I, uh, I have a problem. I said, well, what is it? At this point, I'm actually fed up, okay? I'm 6'2", 240 pounds. I'm trained to martial arts. I'm just ready to express myself in a way I shouldn't. But he says, do you see her over there? A white female, five foot four, blonde hair, blue eyes with a baseball cap on. He told me that she just gave a counterfeit check. He believes that she has a weapon and she might try to rob us. So now I had a decision to make. Do I go ahead and help out these people who I believe are racist? Yeah. Or do I go ahead and take action and actually help everyone just in case things get a little crazy? So I decided to do what I believe God wanted me to do. And I approached her. And it's like a fight. You're either all the way in or all the way out. So I got as close as I could to her. I showed her my ID. I said, my name is Officer Roberts. You know, I understand you're trying to rob the bank today. She immediately got aggressive. I took her to the ground, put handcuffs on her. The local police came down and put guns to my head, threatening to shoot and kill me. So we fast forward. I'm at another bank. I see a man tattered, looking filthy, almost like, you know, someone off the street who maybe had a really bad day. And I immediately went to the bank manager and said, hey, listen, I have a lot of experience in banks. I'm going to go question this guy, but I want you to just observe from a distance. The bank manager told me, he said, hey, listen, his name is Thomas. He actually is a local millionaire. He owns his own landscaping company, and he's filling in for a couple of his guys that didn't show up for work today. So immediately right then I realized we are all prejudiced. Some of us are racist, but we are all prejudiced to prejudge someone based upon our own preconceived notion, based upon the way they look or a past experience. So I urge my white brothers and sisters out there to realize, yes, we are all prejudiced. It's a protective mechanism that every single person has. A person who says they're not, they're lying. But when you have that internal bias, okay, in your subconscious mind and that hatred, now you become a racist. So that's why we kind of have to check our emotions at the door and find out exactly where do we stand? We have to look at these emotional, I call them trip lines, right? To find out where is it that we stand and how do we feel and why do we feel this way? And that's the reason why I study the human brain. Why do we feel the way that we feel? And that right there will dictate the action that you take. That is so crazy. You know, I had an experience at the bank as well. I walked in the bank, I had a check. It was a $25,000 check and it was from Warner Brothers. And I just wanted to deposit some of it and get some of it back. And literally they set me down. They would not help me at the counter. They told me I had to go sit down. They called the police because they wanted to know where I got this check from. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. So you look at that systemic racism. Why would yeah. you call the police? Would you call the police if I was white? Would you call if I was Latina? You know, why would you call the police? I have no idea. But you know what? It helped. A man who walked in the bank, like right after they were calling the police, was a millionaire. And I handed him my phone and I said, can you do me a favor if they take me to jail? Because I think I'm about to act an asshole. Can you call my phone? <laughs> <laughs> He told the police when the police walked in, if this little girl goes to jail, I'm withdrawing all my money today. Good. Did not do it. Thank God for that man who I'd never met in my life. But like I hadn't done anything wrong. Wow. Not check. I was just trying to put it in the bank. Long story short, I ain't with that bank no more. But it happens so often. It does. Um, I'm asking you because you're you're a development coach. I see these women now walking around with their cameras and they're filming these Karens as yes. they're being called, which is crazy because I got a black aunt named Karen, but I don't think I'm cool enough to film Karen. <laughs> <laughs> what can I do? I know that you're supposed to like pause, rewind how you got in the situation, the whole emotional intelligent thing to talk to yourself. Yes. But I need a reminder for the sisters who is more like me, 
<laughs> got no time to pull out no no camera. Yes. And film camera. How can we handle it? Because we ain't going to be able to laugh. Yeah, well, here's the thing. You remember the theory back in the day, uh, you touch me and I'll sue? Remember people used to say that, you touch me and I'll sue? Well, yeah. now because of the state of, say, the office, right? That's in Washington. Certain people are getting a little bit brave all of a sudden, yeah. okay? Certain people are getting a little brave. So what happens is they know that if I can make up a story and call up law enforcement, and here's the thing a lot of people don't know about law enforcement. When the call comes in, all you know is the information that you get. That's it. That's it. So if someone says you have a gun, the person's armed, uh, someone's being attacked, that's all you know. So by pulling out the phone, you have the great equalizer. Now you're not giving them what they want. See, this individual, you have to remember, it's called consider the source. Why are they doing what they're doing? And what is the outcome that I want in this current situation? So anytime a person calls you on the phone or a person interacts with you, or you're writing a letter, or you're having a conversation, you have to determine before you make that phone call, what is the outcome that I'm trying to achieve in this call? What is the outcome that I'm trying to achieve in this interaction with this individual that I don't know? And I don't know what they're capable of. So everyone wants to resort to what they know is to defend themselves and to fight. But when you pull out that phone, it scares them more than you actually striking and attacking them. See, you have to remember, the enemy wants you to get into trouble. It wants you to you know, have a tit for tat in a story, right? But when you pull out the phone, you're now holding them accountable. And it's almost like you're pulling out a mirror. By pulling yeah. out your cell phone and recording, you are literally pulling out a mirror and allowing the individual to see themselves for who they really are. Now, when you pull that phone out, they don't like who they are. So you see a lot of them continue and you're saying to yourself, doesn't she know she's being recorded? Doesn't he know he's being, why are they still acting like that? Because now you're finding out what's in their heart. What comes out of your mouth is truly what's actually in your heart. So let's just say, for example, you meet a, a new friend and she says, oh girl, I'm just crazy girl. I'm a killer girl, I'm crazy. Well. When someone says something, believe them in what they say. A lot of times they say, oh, she's cool. No, she just told you she's a killer and that she's crazy. So later on in your relationship, when you realize this person's crazy, they already told you. And that's why I always tell people, God will always give you a warning. He gives you a precursor of what's about to come. We already knew that this right here was about to come, and then it came. We already knew that guy that you're talking to, that young lady you're talking to, we knew that they were nuts and it's about to come. That's why I tell people, remember what, you know, what God said in his word, every relationship is, has to be built on a foundation. You have to have knowledge, understanding, and then wisdom. Because if it's not built on a firm foundation, I don't care how tall you build that building, it's automatically gonna fall because it's built on sand. Wow, yeah, I'm, I'm guilty. I will say, hey, I'm a little bit crazy at times, but I lie. <laughs> <laughs> So, so, so then we ask ourselves, if I do go crazy, what is the consequence, right? So now we're looking more at the outcome. If I give them what they want, why do they want this? If I do give them that, do I win? And the answer is no, I don't win. I don't win in that situation. Available now on pinsdeep.com as well as Spotify, Do What I Want, featuring Sophia Camille, Pins Deep. Also, the interview is available now on the official YouTube channel of Cherry Job.
it now, I look back. What was I doing? I do it again. New now, music I take my regrets to things out. you can't change to bring you the most stress. Mike Strong, I'm only human. Available now on Tidal, Spotify, Apple Music. Collection Jay Hollins Spend the Night Available now on Spotify, Tidal, and Apple Music. back to uh you talking about law enforcement now I, i've been telling people um I, let me tell you my background i'm i'm a you i'm part of the that union and cherry unions uh i know you were telling me about the uh actors union but uh, most unions that i know are very very strong I, I worked with a guy we got transferred to kansas city he showed up one day never showed back up again they fired him and they said, you got two weeks after they fired him to come back. He came back, worked two weeks, quit. They had to bring him right back. Like, the, that's what unions do. They protect you. They keep giving you, you. You're never really without a job. The police officers have a very strong union as well. Yes. And I believe that 
maybe a lot of them are maybe racist or whatever too, but I also believe it's the union is that the reason why they have this, um, I mean, I'll be blunt. I don't feel like I'm not, I'm never worried about whether I'm late to work now or don't show up. I'm never worried about being fired. That's the, yeah. that, I'm, I'm not worried about that. So if I feel like that and my, my union is not as strong as the, I believe they, that you bring that ego with you to work. Like, like that guy, he was on that guy's neck. He's like, he was looking at people like, <laughs> like, like, well, what you gonna do? You know, he knows who's who's backing him. And I, I just want to know, since you personally have been in law enforcement, am I correct on my theory that it's mostly because of how strong the union is? Well, uh, you make a really good point. And yes, it, that has been proven uh, in a lot of different departments. And again, you have to look at law enforcement. It is so difficult to make a split second decision in a tenth of a second. Yeah. And then it to be analyzed and grilled and just ran through the rake. So we have something that's called reasonable man theory, okay? What would a reasonable person do in the same situation as you? What would a reasonable officer do in the same situation? This is the reason why we have uh, a lot of after action meetings afterward. You know, if something's caught on tape or if there's recordings or if, it, you know, you put out paper after action, could you have done something different in that same situation? So when you have unions or other um, groups that are trying to back up the officers and trying to help them out, in some cases, it's definitely needed. A lot of times, some officers just made a, a mistake, oh, yeah. which can be corrected. Now, something like, say, taking a life, you know, that's different than making a mistake on some paperwork, you know? Right, right. But ultimately, when you are doing an action and you do it in the best interest for the public, for yourself, right, then that right there, the union can save you. If you're fired, great. But if you do an overt action, if you do something purposely, that is horrendous, that is made to harm, hurt, or damage someone, you need to be held accountable, not just with the firing, but you need to be held criminally as well. So a lot of times you do need these groups that actually back you on some of the minor things, but something major where you know that your intent was there to harm, then well, that needs to be addressed. Well, to follow up, like I know a lot of people were just like uh, shocked to believe that a lot of officers are able to go from one area to another with a clean slate. And that's what, unions are known for they will clear as we call it clear your record and yeah. a lot of people didn't know that or a lot of people didn't understand like how could if this guy did all that in indiana how's he able to go and be an officer in illinois with a clean i, I my theory is the unions yeah and, and that is uh that, that is unacceptable you have to remember too sometimes when phones come out like you, you see some of the recordings now where you catch it from the very beginning and you see the officer's actions and how he escalated oh yeah that officer needs to be held accountable 100%. But when you see a video where you just see an officer in the middle of a fight somewhere, and we're like, oh man, I can't believe he hit him in the face. We have to realize, hey, what did just happen prior to that? Did this person pull out a gun? Did they pull out a knife? Are they on PCP? Why would he go straight to the baton? Why would he go to the taser like that? What exactly happened? But when you have a clear cut video from the front to the back, there is no excuse for someone to yell, all lives matter, or for someone to do something and say, oh, he is not justified. If you have it from the very beginning to the very end, and you can see, and a reasonable man, a reasonable person, a reasonable woman could say from top to bottom, that's not right, then that's not right. It's not reasonable for anyone to defend that. Well, why do you think that it was this incident with George Floyd that made people be like, oh my God, that's like, I mean, we have plenty of videos on tape. I remember the guy in New York getting choked out and yeah. I was watching it on Fox News and I remember the anchors, Brett, might have been Brett Bear or whatever, but he's like, 
yeah, this one right here, I mean, and I remember the next day, because I watch Fox News all the time, the guy, the police chief came on, uh, called in or something, and and then the narrative changed at Fox News. We got to be more, got to be more there for the cops. We don't know what they go through. And then pigs and blankets. Uh, I mean, it's just like the whole narrative changed. So I just want to know, what makes you think that this incident right here with George Floyd changed Everybody yes. Well, I, I know you're talking about the Eric Garner situation. You have to remember, he had his hands up. He's a big guy, but he had his hands. If he wanted to fight, he could have fought, but he did not fight. And then, unfortunately, he lost his life and he was killed. And, it, 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 you know, you can't make an excuse for that. Now, as far as George Floyd, there is one theory that could be true. Think about it. Why this one? And you said it yourself. Why this one? When there's so many black people being killed nationwide, worldwide, why this one? Think about, and again, we're thinking about the theory. We're looking at this action, but let's see what happened before this, the whole coronavirus situation. When people are in their home for weeks and months at a time, you have a lot of time to think. You have a lot of time to remove that veil that's been over your, uh, over your eyes for years. So when people have been walking by these Confederate monuments time and time again, just looking at it, but when you have time to actually now read a book and research, look online and learn about yourself and about your history, and you're already pent up from the aggravation of being confined and subdued for, in most people's minds, no apparent reason. And then you turn around and you see a man killed, okay? Killed, really just murdered right in front of your eyes. You say to yourself, oh no, I'm not staying locked in my house. See, priorities change. These same mayors who were telling you to stay indoors or else, and you better put your mask on, are now walking with you with no mask, holding your hand and giving you hugs. You see what I'm saying? Priorities change. All of a sudden now, the real truth came out that we've been sitting on for hundreds of years, for centuries. So when we realize that when we are told in school that Christopher Columbus is a hero, when in reality he is a murdering rapist, you see what I'm saying? But when we now all of a sudden educate ourselves, we say to ourselves, this is not right. I'm not gonna stand for this. And to see that brutal murder, and we've seen so many time and time again, but for now for us to actually have the time to stay focused. See, here's what I tell, tell people. Your focus goes where your energy flows. Now, all of a sudden, people's focus is on something that's real. We're not sitting here doing TikTok dance videos, right? We're not sitting here worrying about the hottest shoes. I want some red bottoms. No, we're now focused on real life. So when a real life issue happens, it actually opens up our eyes to what's really going on. See, and here's what I tell people. It is time to change the channel for you to sit there and get off that frequency that you were on. Hey, and what, what does somebody say to who and somebody took somebody's rap lyrics to all of a sudden realize what's important in life. So instead of trying to get that 55 inch because your buddy got the 45 inch, now we're sitting there focused on feeding our family and protecting our family. So when your focus changes, when you change that channel, everything changes. What's up? Um, not to take focus away from the police, but let's go back to your wife. Yes. One, how is she doing? And um, two, what are you doing to help other people with multiple sclerosis? Sherry, I'm telling you, I have spoken to at least 60 people this week, and you are the first person to actually ask me, how is your wife doing? I, I, mm. I, I got to say thank you so much. You, you, you're amazing. You're the first, I, I spoke to dozens and dozens of people, and you're the first person to actually ask me how she's doing. And we spoke about right. this topic. I care. <laughs> thank I really care. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. You are, you are definitely amazing. And I, I can't thank you enough for that. And that's how near and dear it is to my heart. Of course, I'm a grown man trying not to cry why, why, why you asked that because no one ever asked me that. I told my wife one day, 
hardly anyone actually asks how you're doing. They just talk about, say, the situation. So again, that, that just tells me you're a different kind of person and uh, that's amazing. But um, yeah, and just to kind of jump into a little bit more and we, we kind of piggyback up where we left off. After the diagnosis, there was actually med students blowing their nose and shooting snot rags in the trash can near my wife who was heavily medicated and half naked on the hospital bed. You say, so she's in one of those gowns and we all know those gowns. Yeah. She's half naked and out of it with the medication. And I don't know what they <laughs> used, but she was out of it. And to hear the doctor actually tell me, listen, your wife is never gonna walk again. She's gonna lose her ability to walk and she is not gonna walk anymore. She is going to be a vegetable. I don't know if you're planning on having children, but listen, you just got married. She's never gonna be able to have kids and she's never gonna be able to write. So what you need to do right now is, you know what, let me help you. And he reached in his back pocket, pulled out his wallet. I didn't understand what he was gonna do. I thought he was gonna cut me a check. I didn't know what he's doing. He pulled out a card to his divorce lawyer and said, you need to get a divorce right now. He said, you just got married. You need to leave her alone. I'm gonna save you a lot of heartache right now. Wow. And I looked at him and he had a little smirk on his face, but he looked serious. He, he came off as if he was concerned, but then as if he's telling me something that's so vitally important that I have to do it to make that decision. And I immediately told him, no, I am not gonna leave my partner in a fire. And I walked away. So when I walked away to see those med students blowing those snot nose rags and playing basketball in her room where she was at the hospital, I told them to leave the nicest way that I could. And it was not easy. It was definitely a struggle to have to physically pick my wife up and to carry her to the bathroom, to have to feed her like a baby and say, here, here, baby, here comes the airplane baby and try to feed her, try to make it fun in a horrible situation. This is when I tell people, if you don't know Jesus Christ, if you don't know the Lord, you're going to know something immediately when you turn around and you see the same woman that was so athletic, so smart, high school basketball, volleyball. I mean, college, I mean, she was just amazing to see her shrivel down to the point where you need to pick her up and take her to the, use, the bathroom. So when I decided to change the channel, when I decided to say, it's not helping me to milk her and hold her hand and just tell her, oh, I hope you get better. No, I'm going to tell her she is going to be get better. But it's like mm -hmm. that old saying, I could tell you, but it's better if I show you. So I went to Dick's Sporting Goods. I bought her a pair of running shoes. And my wife looked at me and said, well, what are these for? I said, guess what? We're going to go walking again. She said, Rob, but the doctor said, I'm going to lose my ability to walk and I, I can't feel my legs right now. I said, no, you will be walking again and we're going to have a lot of fun and go hold hands in the park like we used to. Immediately, I saw my wife's eyebrows go up and she said, huh, all right. So here's the thing I should tell you. When you believe, that's yeah. when things will change. Yeah. The only time something will change in your life is if you believe it because no one else is going to. I even had certain family members, certain friends tell me, hey, Rob, what are you doing, man? You already know your wife's not going to walk. There's so many other women out there. You know, you know, you're a physical guy. You're a trainer. You're in shape. Man, you look good, man. You can get anyone you want to. But let's just say those are no longer friends. See, what happens is that when you are getting that close to your blessing, to your miracle, that's when the enemy wants to attack you. But he wants to attack you from several different angles. See, I try to tell people, imagine yourself for one moment as the lamb. You have wolves that come at you head on and try to just attack you. And then you'll have a fox that tries to act like they're your best friend. They'll play with you. They'll, they'll, they'll play with your little tail. They'll try to lead you to that foxhole. And then that's when they'll finally show their teeth. So you have to change the channel and choose to make a decision that you're going to win. Not only that, I went and I bought a whole bunch of toys, dinosaurs, toy trucks. And I started painting a room blue in the house. I put a nameplate that said Michael over the top and I painted a room blue. 
I had people look at me like I actually lost my mind. They said, Rob, you finally lost it. What are you doing? I told them about a parable in the Bible of the two farmers who prayed for rain. And God gave rain to the farmer who already plowed his field. So I always had these old relatives from the South. Oh, the Lord, he's going to bless me someday, somehow. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. I, you know, I hear it all the time. And I look at them and I say to myself, no, he's not. God is moved by your faith. If you have faith the size of a mustard seed, then you'll move mountains. Let's just say for a podcast. There's no way in the world you can have a podcast with hundreds and hundreds of thousands of viewers if you didn't do what? Put in some work and go get it. There's no way. If you don't go take it, if you don't create then God's not going to bless you. God can't allow you to get that acting role, that position that you want if you don't apply. You can sit on your hands all day. Oh, the Lord is going to make things better in this world. Nothing's going to happen and change in this world until you take action and you actually do something. Mm -hmm. So to see my wife beat the odds and actually walk, to see us finally get pregnant and to see certain doctors, okay, fine, uh, you're pregnant. We don't know how that happened, but uh, it's the Chinese New Year for girls. Uh, you're going to have a girl. No, sir. My son's name is Michael Alexander Roberts, okay? He's gonna be very smart, he's gonna be able to spell, he's gonna be able to read, he's gonna be a genius, he's gonna be athletic, okay? I already claimed his name, I bought the nameplate, and you speak things into existence. It's kinda of like you, sir, when you said earlier, you know, I said that I was gonna die at a certain age. Well, here's the thing that we remember. There is power in your words. You can speak death or you can speak life upon yourself. And you will only truly begin to live when you discover who you really are. And 95% of people in this world still don't know who they are. And that's why for me, being led to become a personal development coach, I had all these awards for being a rehabilitative counselor, being a fitness instructor, uh, federal officer of the year for my particular unit. That's great. But those are actually a distraction. See, sometimes the, uh, the enemy, he likes to use little things that he thinks that are appealing to you, right? But until, like Romans chapter 12, verse 2, don't conform to the patterns of this world, Right? But you have to sit there and get the renewing of your mind. You see what I'm saying? You have to be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Once you renew your mind, then you now are able to plant seeds in the fertile soil of your mind, which will allow you to have a big harvest. And that's the only Courtney, time. Courtney, you are going to be so mad because I, I say this over and over and over and over again, but the power of manifestation. Thank you. And you speak it, everyone who has been a guest on my show speaks it in a different way. And it always comes back to, them. I bought dresses from my daughter over 25 years ago. And people wow. thought I was crazy. My daughter's about to be six in a week, you know? And oh my like, goodness. what if you have a boy? I said, like, God, I ain't gonna do that to me. I want a girl. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's right. That's right. And, and, and God knows what you can bear. So if you say, there's, I can't handle it. Well, I want a girl and this is what I'm going to have. And that's my claim. I don't want a girl. I'm way too protective of my wife and son. I mean, there's a mosquito in the house. I'm ripping the house to shreds to get that mosquito. So imagine me with a girl. So God knows what you want. You claimed it with your mouth. You wrote it down. You took action, right? Mm -hmm. So what happens to a lot of people, they talk about laws of attraction. You are going to attract what you want. If you speak death, you're going to receive that in your life. But if you speak life, and if you decide to speak prosperity, you're, you decide to speak success, you are going to attract success in your life. It's automatic. I I, I don't know you like that, but I love you. And hey, I, love I love you, you too. You are amazing. Oh, my God. Like amazing. You, you seriously have made my day. Because yeah. it's, for me, it's like confirmation as well. You know, Thank I'm you. getting confirmation from a professional. Yeah, thank you. And to hear that she's doing, but I can't stand that physician. And I want to remind people when physicians tell you something, they're called practicing physicians for a reason. They're practicing, they're not God, they have no power. 
Thank you. All they can do is go by case of what they've seen before. Right. So thank you for not giving up on your love, for not giving up on your wife, for not giving up on your partner and knowing that they are just practicing. Thank you. You're absolutely right. And then you have to remember, consider the source. Why is he recommending this particular medication? Who is he getting paid by? You know, when you consider the source with every single person that you interact with, and I'm not telling you to be skeptical of everyone, but you have to control and understand you have to protect your mind. You have to protect your heart. So when you have an outcome that you want to achieve and you consider the source and you learn to change the channel, all of a sudden those things that used to bother you, they don't bother you anymore. When that person cuts you off when you're speaking and they want to dominate the conversation, no, give them a moment. Remember, the Bible says, be quick to listen, slow to speak. Now you see them digging themselves into a hole. Now they reveal to you who they truly are. A lot of times we wait for that gap in that conversation so we can say our piece. But when you take a moment to actually listen to their voice, because you have to remember, that tongue is so powerful. It's like a rudder at the end of a ship, right? Got to talk about it. That little tongue can either destroy your career or destroy your life, or it can bring life upon you. So when a person's speaking, take the time to listen to see what they're really about. And when you do that, now you have to consider the source, right? Now you have to sit there and develop a better understanding and knowledge of that individual, which will give you the wisdom of how to interact with that, that individual. So for, say, those certain friends or those certain other family members who then said, no, she's never going to walk. No, you're never going to have a son. Guess what you have to do? Sometimes you have to learn to let people go and to love them from a distance. It's not to hate them. Now you have to love them from a distance. Hey, uh, Cherry, for some reason, you don't call me all the time. I know. I know. Sometimes people are in your life for a certain reason, for a certain season. And when the season changes, they're no longer supposed to be in your life. Oh, you're acting brand new. You're all of a sudden, I know, I am. I not, Right now, I learned to transform my mind. And with the renewing of my mind, I now know that I have to move on from this past relationship. Mm -hmm. Go ahead, Courtney. I see a thought. Well, no, nah, you know, I, Jerry asked about your wife. I'm going to ask, uh, how are you doing? Because my biggest fear, because I, I have a wife, I have three kids. And yes. selfishly, I, I, prefer, I, prefer, I prefer us all be together. But if anything was to happen, take me. Because I, I do not want my children to not have their mom. Like, okay. and, and I don't, I couldn't even imagine my wife is very strong, so I couldn't even imagine. Like, how are you doing, man? Like, I, cause I, I don't, I could never imagine being able to 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 look my kids and and, and tell them that, you know, my, I just don't know how you do it, man. So I just want to ask, how are you doing? Wow, thank you so much. And it's it's strange. You you two are both asking questions that no one's ever asked me before. You know, how's your wife doing? Wow. And how are you doing? And that right there, it just tells me that you guys are two different type of people in comparison to say some other individuals who are wonderful individuals, but it's all about our mindset where we're at. Um, I like what you said, but then there's something that you said where you said, well, take me because I wanted to be, well, here's the thing. We now have to look at this verbiage that we say, all right? Yeah. If we truly start listening to ourselves and say, well, why would I say take me? Why not? I already won. I'm victorious. It is going to be me and my wife and child, you know, me and my wife and kids. We are going to always make it. You know, if we have a mentality in our mind to say, well, if it has to be something, then take me. Why does it have to be that? I remember in law enforcement, someone would say, are you going to die for the brother next to you? Right? No, I'm not. No, I'm going to live and he's going to live. Right? So I'm sitting here with my family. Are, are, are you, who's going to go for it? Are you going to go and then fight for your family? No, we're all going to, who are you going to save on the cliff? Everybody's going to live. Yeah, but would you die for your family? We're all going to live. That's it. And when you say this, you are now manifesting health in your life. 
you're now manifesting health in your mind. But we have to be careful when we say certain things to say, where is this coming from? Where did I develop this mentality? What have I seen? What have I heard that now has me saying this now and develop this mindset? See, the beauty about a mindset is that it can change within a tenth of a second. All you need to do is literally snap your finger and manifest new ideas in your mind. And to say those old thoughts that I used to have, I'm not going to have those anymore. But in order to actually change that thought process of, oh, me versus them, or it may not me, we now have to actually jump in that DeLorean, go back in the time machine, find out where this thought originated, and we have to go to war with ourselves. So I try to tell people, there is no peace ever in this world, in your own mind, if you don't go to war. You need a little bit of violence, okay? And what I'm trying to tell you is, I used to be, you know, I was a rehabilitative counselor and working law enforcement, personal training. I'm a hand-to-hand combat instructor, okay? There is no peace anywhere without violence. You have to go to war with that old way of thinking. You have to go to a war with that bully in order to have peace. You can walk past him all you want to. By the time he gets done taking your milk money, now he's just taking you. You see what I'm saying? So you have to go to war with that mindset. And just like a bully, you nip it in the bud early. When you find yourself going back into these thoughts of, oh, man, this and that, and literally almost wants to make your head go down because that's just the way I felt at the time. Now you have to put yourself in that place and say, no, that's a testimony. No, I survived. I'm a champion. And now you told yourself what you are. And now it spills over to your children. Now it spills over to your wife. So there is no, oh, man, I don't know if I'm going to make it. You always are going to make it because you're a champion. You are always make it because you're a champion i have already won so many things that you were saying i was repeating in my head while you were saying it when is the book coming are you an author do you have a book? <laughs> what's your instagram I'm actually, I'm, I'm actually working on a book called change the channel um so yeah it's actually in the making right now change the channel baby let me know because cherry's little podcast we're gonna buy a couple we're gonna give them away thank you so much Courtney. what's your instagram again uh, Instagram is at Muscle to Bone Fitness on Instagram. Oh, okay. I'll send him to you, Courtney. Sir, thank you so, like, I can't thank you enough. I am so privileged just to be here with you. This is amazing. Amazing. Thank you. You have no idea. Like, I'm so excited just for you. Do you thank know you. Jake Ducey is? Oh, Jake, I'm sorry. What is that? Jake Ducey. I want you to do me a favor, and I'm going to send you, like, a, a little video when we get okay. off. Inbox. He is a manifestation coach who you see on it, doing these videos. And I say, I watch them. Every time I watch them, I get money. Yes. And at first it was like a game that I would play with myself to see if this was real, but it's real. And I see you doing everything that this man has done and so much more, but on a different level, not just about money, but about healing and about Oh, yes, I know him. Yes, yes, I know him. Yeah, he's amazing. Oh, yeah, yeah, he's awesome. I see you doing that. Wow, thank you. Doing those videos and going and traveling and speaking to people, and I see you selling your books at all those venues, and I see you doing those seminars, and I see people really coming to eat. And I'm not saying, like, you know, eat food, but eat. That's right, that's right. Giving that because you fed me so much. Wow, thank you. Yes, thank you. So if I could just end it and just reiterate one more thing, anytime we feel a certain way about anything, especially a person that we don't like the most, I want us literally to point our finger forward and point at them in our mind and realize that those fingers are actually pointing back at us to say, there's something about myself or about my past that this person actually reminds me of. This is the reason why I don't like them. Because you truly really don't like a person, 
you don't like that action. You see what I'm saying? And that's where we need to differentiate. It's not liking this individual because they did something. You don't like the action or you don't like the fact that they remind you of a situation that happened in your past. So when you see a person, oh, she reminds me of so-and-so. And then automatically you don't like this person just upon meeting him. We need to check that thought process at the door and realize our thoughts truly control our feelings and our feelings control, control our attitude, mood, and behavior. And it controls our choices, our actions, and our decisions, which ultimately controls our destiny. So in order for us to be at the outcome that we want, to be at the outcome that we want, that we see for ourselves, we now have to go back, go to war with that old way of thinking, and now work on our personal development, mind, body, and spirit, and realize, you know what? I learned to change the channel. Once I changed the channel, I changed my old way of thinking. And when I did that, I started attracting, you see what I'm saying? People who are like-minded, and I started, now, now all of a sudden that negativity is not negativity. Now all of a sudden that woman who's yelling, she just had a horrible day. She could have just lost her daughter, God forbid. She could have just, so I'm actually giving them grace. When you walk around with an attitude of gratitude and you walk in grace and in the fullness of God, all of a sudden things about, people actually look at you and say, uh, Cherry, how come you're not upset right now? I'm just happy. And hey, I'm going to help you out here. And all of a sudden you're attracting that to you. And we don't do things just to get something back. No, we do things out of the kindness of our heart because we always reap what you sow. You plant those seeds in fertile soil. When the right season comes, that right there is when your harvest comes. See, a lot of us are looking so much at the harvest, and that's all we want at the end of the day. We want the big harvest. But in reality, we should be focused on the seeds that we're planting each and every day. This way, we, now we can feel successful. See, a lot of us have this big to-do list. And I, I'm nothing against to-do list, but we need to now start having an outcome list. Don't have a to-do list. Have an outcome list. What is my outcome? Now what you do is, it's almost like God. God writes a story from the end to the beginning. You see what I'm saying? So when you discover what you want your outcome to be, now you have a way of chronologically working your way towards where you are and you know exactly what to do. Now your whiteboard is specifically designed for what God's purpose is for your life. See, before you do things on your own strength and you wonder why you're, you're, you're tired at the end of the day and you don't know what's going on. Before you know it, the alarm rang and you're upset and frustrated. But yeah. when you know what your outcome is, every day is success. So a lot of people say, well, how are you successful? And there's a lot of different definitions of it, but you are successful when you are literally taking one step closer towards your outcome. You are successful. So let's just say, for example, Cherry, you are on Mount Everest and someone comes up to you and says, hey, listen, it's been five minutes. You only went five feet. What's wrong with you? and you're smiling. Uh, it's been 10 minutes, you only went 10 feet, what's wrong with you? You didn't reach the top yet, you're still smiling. Why are you smiling? Because I'm one step closer to my goal. Yeah. Therefore, every day I'm not frustrated because I couldn't do everything on my to-do list. I'm not frustrated because I can see the big harvest. No, I'm successful because I know that I'm moving towards my goal each and every day. So what happens is we have to get into a habit of stop letting distractions get into our way. And that right there usually happens right before the blessing. You're gonna have that phone call from that ex. You're gonna have that person write you up. You're gonna have that dumb comment coming in on Instagram. You know, we can either, you know, allow our energy to be focused on that or understand that our focus goes where our energy flows. And if we stay one small, uh, one small step at a time, one small chop on that tree, then the tree will fall. Then we know that we're successful and we will have a positive outcome. We know that we're successful, Courtney, and we will have a positive outcome. I'm telling you, the whole time you're talking, I'm like, what <laughs> you're amazing. <laughs> wow. I haven't been to church uh, since January, maybe, maybe early February, probably January. But yes. you, you gave me the sermons today. 
I, I was about to say, because you just went to church today, because when two or more people to ga uh, gather together in God's name, then he's already there. You know, church. a lot of times we get so focused on this building. You see what I'm saying? On the structure. Yeah. On what are you wearing? Oh, did you see her hair? No, that's not of God. That's not anything of God. What we're focusing on is you and your personal relationship with Jesus Christ. You and your personal relationship with God. You see what I'm saying? Unbelievable. Yeah. No doubt. You are unbelievable. You know, there's these, I watch, I don't watch TV or movies ever. Very good. I watched Hamilton. And it's, it's been like four days now, right? Yes. It was one of the most beautiful things I've seen. I love musicals, I'm a nerd. It's one of the most beautiful things I've seen in such a long time, but there's these lyrics that I just can't get out of my head. And um, yeah. the lady who plays Eliza, she says, have I done enough? When my time is up, yes. who lives, who dies, and who tells your story? Wow. So with me saying that, what you, you are telling your own story. You are the driver of your own narrative. Thank you. No, how, you're 100% you're right. How do you want your story told? Like your book change the channel will help narrate so many different people's lives and their stories. Thank you. And I had to give credit to you though. I mean, between being a successful author and all your other endeavors, you understand this theory more than millions of people on this planet. And, and that's why you don't watch TV because you're being careful of what you're being programmed mm -hmm. to think. So you decided for you, I'm not no, I'm no longer gonna allow someone else to program my thinking, my way of thinking. And that's why you took charge of your life. And this is the reason why you're so successful because you decided to make a conscious decision to say, I'm not gonna wait for a paycheck from somebody else. I'm not gonna wait for them to sit there and tell me what I need to do and oh, drive 50 miles over here and then come back tomorrow. No, I'm gonna decide to change the channel and write my own narrative. This is why you're such a good author because of the fact that you realize every single person is the author of their own story. Every single person is the director of their own movie, okay? Spielberg, all these guys, yeah, they're great. But you are the best director of your own story. You can choose right now, I'm gonna go in the back room and I'm gonna do two push-ups. Why? I didn't get a chance to work out today, but I know if I do two push-ups, then between the serotonin and all the other uh, levels in my hormones in my brain are gonna tell me I actually worked out today. You see what I'm saying? So mm -hmm. I didn't get a chance to get a workout. Good, but you did those two push-ups and your body will respond appropriately because you decided to be your own author of your own story. You tell the narrative. So I like what you said though about living and dying and it's so true. Our bodies have an expiration date. Your heart, your kidneys, everything has an expiration date. So when I ask someone say, who are you? I always hear, well, uh, uh, I'm Johnny, I I'm Charles. Great, that's a name that mom and dad gave you. That's just a name. Or who are you? Well, I'm just me and I'm gonna be me. You know, I hear it all the time. You know, I'm just, I'm gonna be me. No, you're not you. You don't look at your hand and say, hey, this I'm hand. No, this is your hand. Those are your lips. It belongs to you. It belongs to you and no one else. But guess what? It's not you. It only belongs to you. You are literally a spiritual being in a temporal body that has an expiration date. You came from somewhere and you're going somewhere. So why you're here, and just like you had said earlier, why we are here, what's our purpose? What are we focused on? What is the legacy, God forbid, when our children are laying over our coffin one day, God forbid? What is the story that we want to be remembered by. When they're talking about great, 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 great grandmother, great, 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 great granddaddy, what story do you want to be told? What, do, what kind of legacy did you leave here on this earth? How many people did you help? You see what I'm saying? And I talk to a lot of business owners all the time. They are so worried about making money. It's unbelievable. I tell them, when you're worried about making money, that's gonna be your focus. You're not gonna be focusing on the people. But when you 
are sitting there and you're trying to help people, you now are going to attract money to you. You attract money to you when you want to help, when you have a giving heart. So yeah, uh, unbelievable. And you're right. I heard Hamilton is amazing. I can't wait to see it. It was everything. <laughs> I can't wait to see it. Thank you so much. You and are so I'm welcome. Thank you. I'm going to have to pay you for some sessions or something. <laughs> seriously. Seriously. Thank I'm, you. Thank you. Yes. Thank I you. I am so honored to be on your show. You have no idea. Oh, we're honored to have you. You're amazing. Thank you. I told my wife I was going to talk to you today. She says, no way. I mean, she just went crazy. She's uh, she so will. excited. Tell her I will. And tell her when the book is done, we have to have you back. Oh, you're amazing. Thank you so much. And you're so awesome. And up to it. We'd love to talk to her, too. Yes. Thank you. I will. Wow. God bless you guys. Thank you so much. Bless you too, man. Welcome to Cherry's World. Brought to you by Less Is More Events. Get Lime. 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 Shop all things Cherry Johnson at therealcherry.com. Dot com.